Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. The audio might sound a little off this morning because my microphone did not want to cooperate. So I am just recording this intro from my computer, but I honestly had to because of the conversation that I want to share with you today. I came in to record, it's now 5.51 a.m., but I came into my recording area probably at about 5.20, and I threw in the towel, and we're just going to move forward. Don't let perfection get in the way of getting this conversation out into the world and out for you to hear. I am also up against a bit of a time crunch as I am heading to a retreat in LA next week, Um, well, technically this week, so I leave Wednesday, so I only have today and tomorrow to get the episode all wrapped up so that it is all set to publish on Friday. I am so excited for this retreat. I have been part of a mastermind with an incredible group of women, and we are finally meeting in person, which is super exciting. We are going to be experiencing an amazing retreat day with so many incredible components. And beyond that, we've got plans for several days in LA, going to see Abraham Hicks live, which is really exciting. I don't know if you're familiar. I know I've shared some Abraham Hicks stuff before, but Esther Hicks channels Uh, the entity that they call Abraham. And I'm super, super thrilled to be able to go there in person and experience just what I anticipate as just being like such an incredible energy and situation. Um, And in addition, I will be participating in something else one of the days. Um, We'll see what happens and if I intend to talk about that here on the podcast. But a lot of exciting things to come nonetheless. So yesterday I had an incredible conversation with Jessica Rachel, who's a spiritual medium. I've already had her on the podcast in 2023, and our episode together was the number one listened to episode on the Evolving Mama podcast. So I have to assume that you're really excited to listen to this one today. And I can promise you that it is just as incredible and something completely new and totally different that we have a conversation about. So Jessica and I, you know, I ask her because she is very wise, some questions about, you know, if we are all born intuitive and connected to spirit and when we kind of get disconnected from that, we also talk a lot about children because the conversation kind of evolves there based on, you know, knowing that we're all born with this connection. So how to interact and engage with your children and begin to explore and get curious about their connection to spirit and their intuition. And also a really cool question that you can ask them to see what they say. We also talk a little bit about her self-care practice and really about how motherhood presents the opportunity for a spiritual awakening, which is absolutely what I experienced. 
And the final thing that we talk about with Jessica herself directly is a little bit about the Akashic Records. So I've been really curious. She's got an interesting um, open perspective on this. So very cool to hear her talk about that. And then finally, she brings in spirit and an incredible angel steps forward to share some messages for the collective. Messages in the way that I ask these questions around the Aquarian age, and so it's said that we are moving into the Aquarian age or we are in it, um, there's not really a big consensus around this, but I ask about the Aquarian age and what that change in ages, because these are thousands, I think like 10 to 15,000 years go by before you switch in age. So what is the impact of us moving into a new quote unquote age? Um, and it's kind of funny because she definitely, the angel gives some pushback on the way that we're describing uh, ages. And in addition to that, I ask about, you know, 2024 for the collective. And finally, I open the floor to the angel and just allow her some space to bring in a message that she feels that the collective, yes, you need to hear. And her answer brought tears to my eyes. It was so profound. It was so beautiful. So I don't want to hold you back too much longer from jumping into the episode. So please enjoy this conversation with Jessica Rachel. And I can't wait to hear what you think. I'm Kristen Elizabeth, and welcome to the Evolving Mama podcast. This show holds space for you as we begin to uncover who we really are on our path to awakening. We are here to guide you back into your power and to discover your purpose in this lifetime. You will be inspired to reconnect to your higher self and tap into mind, body, and soul to find clarity, confidence, and joy. Join me and inspiring guests as we share evolution through career, motherhood, spirituality, manifestation, and co-creating the life of our dreams. My intention is that these expansive conversations act as a mirror where you begin to see a reflection of who you are and who you want to become. Now, together, we expand. Hello, Miss Jessica Rachel. Welcome back to the Evolving Mama podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me back here. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. And I know I shared this with you, but you were the top listen to episode for the Evolving Mama podcast in 2023, which is just, I feel so lucky to be having another conversation with you. And hopefully we can make this the top episode of 2024. Yes, I will manifest that with you. And I'm so happy that your listeners enjoyed it. That is so exciting. And I'm just happy that what I have to say resonates. So thank you for having me back. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I know the spiritual path, it's like this evolution. So even from when we connected last time, I know you have so much more going on in your world and your gifts have expanded. So I'm looking forward to kind of tapping in there. So we'll start with some questions because I know you have so much amazing insight and then maybe we'll get into channeling a little bit and see what the guides have to bring to us today. 
Yeah, sounds good. I can't wait. Okay, awesome. So this has been on my mind a little bit, which is I feel like we quite often hear that like children are very connected to spirit, right? Or their intuition. And at some point that kind of goes away or they lose it. And I'm just curious from your perspective, like, do you feel like all children come in very connected to spirit or their intuition? And I guess if so, like at what point do we lose that or why do we get so disconnected? Yeah. So in my belief, I think 100%, we come, we all come in, it's our birthright. We're born with this connection to intuition. So 100%, it's more apparent in children because they haven't had the socialization and conditioning yet to sort of suppress it in themselves. And so typically the kind of rule of thumb that they say is that you'll see it very strongly until about seven years old. And that's when they start to come come a little bit more into their bodies and more aware of sort of social expectations that are placed on them and what's acceptable and what's not. Um, And so really, if you have a child who's under seven, they're sort of, you know, we, we kind of say that their imagination is not separate from reality at that point. And so they don't have the distinction or the sort of bandwidth to make that distinction. And so they see these guides and these spirits so clearly not even having the knowing the, the awareness to separate that from something separate from reality, um, which is really, really cool. And so 100%, you can see that in younger kids. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. That is so cool. And now I'm curious, you know, as a parent, if you know this, or especially if you have a child who is very sensitive and presents a lot of this to you, I guess one, how do you know that, that they're connecting? Like, is it as simple as they're saying, mom, there, you know, there was something in my room or like, here's what I had a dream of. Like, should you be curious and explore or ask them questions? Is that, is that okay to do? Yeah. And in fact, I would actually say encourage it, right? As long as you, the, the, the big goal here, of course, is not to sort of cultivate a feeling of fear around it, but instead sort of a feeling of comfort that these are loving beings who are here to support you and protect you. So as long as you present it in that context, I strongly recommend that you encourage it and then even beyond seven years old so that they don't go ahead and let socialization ruin their ability to connect. Um, So 100%, definitely encourage it. And I get this question from clients a lot is sort of, well, how do I encourage that? And how do I know if they're seeing? And um, I would say that, you know, it, first of all, you know that they're seeing regardless, like trust that they are right all the time, especially if they're younger than seven, trust that they are. What this can look like sometimes is, um, you know, often we'll see this in the way of imaginary friends. So if you see your child sort of playing in a room by themselves and they're having full on conversations with somebody, well, who's that somebody, right? It's not necessarily an imagined being, right? It could actually be a spirit guide who's come through to play with them and connect with them. Um, A lot of the times, you'll see kids who, and this happened a lot to me as a little child, um, they they tend to come and visit you at night when you're sleeping in bed. They come for, to protect you. They kind of hover over you. And so I remember even being in a crib still and having these beings over me. And it wasn't until I, I reconnected and learned how to reconnect with all of these beings as an adult that I went, I remember you. I remember you sitting at the end of my bed, right? Isn't that crazy? And so, you know, and sometimes, you know, your child will run to you, you know, with a 
maybe quote unquote nightmare saying there's somebody in my room, there's somebody sitting on my bed. But again, as long as you provide the context, actually that's your spirit guide. They're there to protect you. Um, say hello to them, connect with them, feel their love. You know, that encourages that relationship as they go forward into, you know, later childhood, um, which is really cool. And um, the other thing that I would say that sort of indicates that they're connecting um, is if you hear them sort of talking out loud to themselves, right? You kind of hear them in, in play, but they're having a conversation and they're kind of like, who is my kid talking to? <laughs> right? It's They're not talking to themselves necessarily. There's a being sort of, whether it be in their mind's eye or sort of if they can, I know as a child, it was almost as if it was an apparition in front of me. Like I could really see a separate being. Um, and so if it seemingly seems, you know, if it seemingly seems, there we go. If it seems like they're sitting, you know, talking to somebody else, but you don't see anyone doesn't mean there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah. um, so definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think so often when our children present these things, we tend to be a little dismissive of it as opposed to really acknowledging their experience. Right. And I think that's part of why I started the evolving mama, even though it's very much about, it could be somebody who wants to be a mom or is a mom. It is very much about reconnecting to your own intuition, but the real truth behind all of that is if you do that work, how do you then impact the next generation? Because I think about what I do with my daughter, even with her intuition, you know, those there's the little dumb, dumb suckers and there's the mystery ones. And they give her one every time she goes to get a haircut and she gets the mystery one every time. And I have her close her eyes and connect with that little sucker and have her try to figure out like what flavor or color it is. And I just think like by doing that, maybe we can keep, children connected to their intuition, to their higher self and completely change their life as they move into adulthood. Yeah. And trust the things that they're saying that sort of seem a little crazy or out there. I can give you the best story. So I don't know if I actually told you I'm currently pregnant um, with baby number two. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I've been having visions of you being pregnant for a few weeks now. I have full body chills. I just went in to connect with my spirit guides before this call. And I said, I know she's pregnant, but I know this is not an appropriate question to ask. And they told me like, you know, that you don't need to ask that question to validate your ability to connect and know those things. But they're like, also, we want you to be authentic. So if it comes out, that's okay. It's not harmful, but it is a bit more of a sensitive question to ask. Yeah. Wow. So, well Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing May. So more than halfway through. So yeah, definitely <laughs> getting oh a little big over gosh. <laughs> a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little girl. We don't actually yeah. know, Yeah. but that, is that what you picked up too? Yeah. 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 So this, and I think I mentioned this in, in the last episode that like we, I sensed sort of a being coming to me saying like, yeah. I'm, soon. And so she came a couple months later, um, which is so crazy. So yeah, but I'll tell you the craziest part is that I didn't know I was pregnant. Do you know who knew? It was my son, my one and a half year old. And so I, I had thought that I was pregnant and I took a pregnancy test when I had missed my cycle yeah. and it was negative. And I waited a week and took another one and it was negative. And I went, okay, I guess I'm not pregnant. I, I don't know why I thought I was, I really thought so. And, you know, a few weeks are going on and my son, he's, he's almost two now, but at the time he was one and a half and he kept climbing up on the kitchen stools, like the chairs and pointing to my belly, specifically my belly button and saying, baby, baby. 
And I didn't, I didn't even know he knew that word, to be honest. <laughs> and he kept doing it. And he was doing it every day for two weeks straight. And so finally, I said to my friend, you know, like, I don't know what's going on. Do you see like my son keeps doing this? She goes, are you sure you're not pregnant? I was like, I'm sure I took a test. And she goes, I think you better take another test. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And so I did. And I didn't find out till I was already 10 or almost 12 weeks pregnant because I, the test had said negative for a while. And so isn't that funny? It was my son who told me, right? Wow. And then since then, you know, um, when we're kind any time that we're kind of like in the bathtub or like near each other, he's always kissing my belly and he, and he tells me, he says, sister, sister, sister. And he pushes on my belly button and says, sister coming. So you know, you got to trust the things they say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think based on like, what you do and what you bring to your family, like it just allows him to lean into that because it's recognized. Like you don't, you're like, Oh, whatever. Like you, you probably embrace it so much, you know? Oh, that is incredible. Yeah. And so you've got to encourage it. Right. Um, and I will just add one other piece that sort of comes up a lot. And I see this in a lot of children, um, is memories of past lives are really mm. prominent before seven years old. And so go ahead and ask your kids, you know, who were you or where were you before you were with mommy and daddy or before you came into mommy's tummy? Nine times out of 10, they'll tell you. They'll flat out just tell, oh, I was here and I did this. And they'll tell you a whole story. And um, it's crazy what comes through. And so, you know, and then, you know, if you go and connect with a psychic medium and have them confirm it for you, I mean, how cool would that be? So cool. But they know. They oh, remember. I love that. I think everybody should do that. That is like an amazing just action item to take is just start to get curious with your child and ask them these questions. And they also say the most amazing, funniest things too. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, congratulations. So oh, happy for you. you. Yeah. Well, that, that actually leads into my next question. I know you're already a mother, but when, so I, I think I mentioned this last time, but I was never like, I just didn't believe any of this, like the spiritual stuff. And my mom and my brother would always bring this stuff up and I would be like, oh, whatever. And I'd always rationalize it. But when I was pregnant with my second daughter, I started having a major spiritual awakening. And I can only assume that she was part of that in my tummy, right? And so is there a connection between motherhood and that kind of opening up a spiritual awakening or sending you on a path that is so unexpected, even if you felt so disconnected from that before? Yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, think about what's happening when you're giving birth to a child. You are literally bringing a spirit from the spirit world into the physical world and you are the portal. I mean, what else, you know, if there's nothing else that's going to open you up, that's going to be the event that it does it, right? Um, What I'm learning, however, in this current pregnancy experience, And, you know, like I said, we haven't 100% confirmed if I have, you know, a boy or girl, but I do notice that there are sort of two ways that this can go in a pregnancy. And so, and in my anecdotal experience, you know, my own and with some friends, it seems to be different whether you're having a boy or a girl, which is funny. I noticed that with my son, um, it felt like actually some of the intuition went offline, which is interesting. Like it almost felt like I had to go into this vortex and this space of protection and that the connection was much, it was almost like, you know, sort of the idea of when you, you know, 
when your phone gets an upgrade, it shuts down to then turn back on stronger afterwards. It wasn't until after he was born that suddenly I was flooded with, you know, information, downloads, you know, insight, all of this stuff. But it was the the birth that did that, the birth itself. Versus in this particular pregnancy, it's like an antenna got put on the top of my head. And I'm just like picking it all up all the time. And in, you know, when I've spoken to other friends, they said they experienced the same thing when they had a boy versus a girl. So I wonder, you know, if we, we you know, we, we kind of intuitively know that women tend to meet to be slightly more intuitive in that respect. And, and they, and they are slightly more connected or turned on all the time and so I wonder if it's having the presence of a second female being in my body that's doing that I don't know I can't give that exact answer but it's nice it's it's a cool thought you know a cool idea for sure yeah yeah I can relate to that antenna you know going from not being connected spiritually at all and being very logical and rational about everything it just it was, yeah, it was like an antenna, but even though I have two daughters, they're very different. Um, and my second daughter, I believe is my grandmother's soul. And so maybe that also that connection kind of drew that in quickly for me. I don't know. Yeah. But I would say, you know, in terms of it being a spiritual awakening, sort of what becomes sort of the catalyst for that, you know, I would say 100% pregnancy can be one of them. I would say for me, it happens, you know, years before, but it, I, it, it may have started with me feeling these beings around me. Right. So I wasn't pregnant yet, but I could feel these two children who were telling me they were coming. Right. And so, and that was very much what, you know, not the original reason that instigated my curiosity, but definitely propelled me forward to want to connect with them further. Um, and so, you know, it's sort of like this presence of spirits kind of sitting right in your aura. I mean, how does that not turn everything on for you? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And now you have another child on the way. And I know that when you are on this path of connecting intuitively and to your intuition and your higher self and spirit, it is a bit of a practice, right? I mean, you do have to kind of commit to some sort of practice because whether it's spiritual or self-care related, because that's how you kind of shut out all the noise to actually hear. So I'd love to hear kind of what your practice, whether it's your spiritual practice or your self-care practice, what does that look like? Because I struggle with that. I very much wish I could spend every day doing those practices all day long, but I can't yeah. one because I work a full-time job, but also with the kids and I really struggle with that. So I'd love to hear kind of what your practice looks like as a busy mom and working and all of that stuff. Yeah. And I can say the experience is similar for myself that, you know, prior to having children, I, I would spend hours every day, you know, sitting in meditation and journaling and going into nature and doing all of these things. And it was such a rude awakening once I had my son to kind of go, I have to let all of that go. I'm lucky if I get 15 minutes. Right. And so, you know, I, I've really come in, it's taken some time to sort of get into a rhythm or a groove since having my son, I would argue it probably took me a full year before I figured it out. And it was a friend who sort of told me, she said, you have to really let go of it looking or feeling like what it did before your kids came. It's not going to look the same. You kind of have to dance with the fact that they're here. And sometimes that looks like doing it in their presence. And, um, and recognizing that the connection may not feel as deep or profound as it maybe does when you have time to yourself. Um, but 
it actually does strengthen your abilities because you're doing it sort of with those distractions sometimes. Um, and so for me, what this looks like, often it involves my son in the room. He's usually there when I'm connecting. And so I found for me, um, we're still co-sleeping and nursing. And so he's in the bed with me. If I try, I tried getting up early before him. Um, he knows I'm not there. He wakes up about five seconds later and goes, mom, where are you? <laughs> um, and then it's totally ruined. So I've learned to keep a pair of headphones by my nightstand. And when he wakes up for that first nurse, usually around 6am, he'll often drift back off to sleep for another half hour or so. Um, and so I take that time to do my meditation. And so he's, he's nursing and I've got my headphones in, you know, lying on my side, doing my meditation and connecting to my guides that way with him there and you know over time i've kind of realized i wonder you know in a sense maybe that benefits him too which is kind of a nice thought um and then if I want to do any sort of self-care practices, I mean, I, I I work from home. I'm home with my son. My husband works crazy long hours. And so, you know, if I want to exercise, I want to do yoga. I mean, he's there. He's in the room. And sometimes he'll join me. And sometimes he'll join me for five minutes. And then he's off playing Lego. And I kind of do what I can while I'm next to him and doing it, you know, and we're doing it in tandem. And so a lot of those things are just sort of you know, they, I've altered, once I let go of what I wanted it to look like or letting go of what it used to look like, mm -hmm. that has really transformed it for me and given me the permission to do it anyway, instead of waiting for a time when I have a break, which is rare. <laughs> yeah, that is such a good point. I absolutely struggle with letting go of what it should look like. And it's almost like you some people can just avoid it because it's like not the perfect situation or the perfect moment or the perfect environment to do it. That is amazing encouragement for me to start leaning more into allowing myself those moments of doing that with my children around. Because so much for me is I want to make sure I have this certain allotted time. I'm not interrupted. Like I can focus and do what I need to do. And there's also probably maybe a little, not shame, but like hiding too. If it's not just my children, like what is my spouse even going to think if I'm, you know, doing this um, in front of everybody? So sometimes it feels a little bit like a private practice as well for me. Yeah, it can. And I mean, it's almost like this beautiful nest egg that you want to protect and hold on to, especially at the beginning, because it feels so special. Um, but you know, what I've learned, especially in now doing it in the presence of my son is that then it becomes sort of practices that he adopts. And so now he's the one who's reaching for the Palo Santos, asking me to light it and we're saging each other or do, you know, giving the smoke to each other. And he'll sit with me and do some belly breathing and do it for a few minutes. And even if I only catch him for about a minute, right. And then he's off playing, you know, I, I, I still feel like, you know, we're then building the foundation for them too. So now two of us are benefiting, which is kind of nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it goes back to, to the saying of like healed people, heal people. Mm. And that's, again, it just goes back to the root of why I have this mission. It's not fully about mothers and children, but it's about our ability to change the world through our impact to children or to other people. So I love that. Yeah. And oh. it even goes back to something I remember we spoke about in the last podcast of, you know, what happens if your spouse is not into what you're doing, mm. but you know, if you start to vibrate higher and they're literally witnessing the change of energy in the room because you're meditating in that moment, I mean, how can they not be influenced positively by that? Mm. Very true. Very true. 
And speaking of situations where I'm like, I need this space and time to commit to this. And if I can't do that, then I won't. I actually, for probably the last year, have been felt called to the Akashic Records, which at a very high level, because it just started coming into my presence. And I'm like, what is this? So a couple months ago, I ended up buying the book by Linda Howe. I think it's just like how to read the Akashic Records. And I started the book, um, but I haven't gotten all the way through and I entered in, I think twice now, but again, it goes back to me feeling like I need real time and space to be able to do it. So it kind of keeps pausing, but I'm just curious, are you familiar with the Akashic records? Is it something that you go into or you've connected to? Yeah, 100%. I, I definitely um, visited the Akashic records several times, um, but I would say that my view of it might be a little different than the typical sort of doctrine that people say um, in terms of the ceremonies around what you need to do in order to connect to it. I would like to sort of argue that it's a lot easier than most people think um, and that you don't have to have all of these lessons or ceremonies or things to get in there. Um, it's really, I mean, so let's maybe start by describing what exactly that is, but you know, all it is is really sort of the the history of or the trajectory that your soul has been on, right? So all of the lifetimes that your soul has ever had or will have are sort of quote, quote unquote, recorded in the Akashic records. And so by you diving into that, you can access all of the different lifetimes and, you know, different experiences that your soul has had. And if you kind of go into the sort of understanding of quantum physics, which I'm not a scientist at all, but, you know, the there, there is an understanding that all of those lives are happening at the same time and all of the different versions of yourself coexist. And so that's how we can access them because they're all happening at the same time right now. We're not jumping timeline so much as we're just moving vertically up and down a ladder, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, and in my, you know, in my versions of connecting to the Akashic records, it's often happened unintentionally, which is really fun. And so I'll go in, you know, I, I do a 12 week program with, um, with individuals who are trying to really develop their intuition and possibly use it to serve others in some way. And we do, we do something called astral traveling a lot in this program where you literally go on a journey um, and travel to the different realms. And so visiting where spirit guides live, visiting angelic quarters. But um, sometimes we find ourselves in the Akashic records, which I will argue literally looks like a library, which is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> with these big, beautiful old books and you can pull yours off the shelf, open the page and jump into a life. Um, it's like, it's like your own virtual reality game, which is mm -hmm. really, really fun. So, you know, in the sense that we've gotten there unintentionally, right, we had a question and the guides felt it necessary to bring us to this place in order to answer the question. It can be as simple as that. It can also be as simple as setting the intention of spirit guides, please take me to the Akashic records. I would like to see, you know, xyz life right that i've had and they'll they'll bring you there they'll show it to you it doesn't have to be this deep meditation it doesn't have to be this practice this chant or you know the things that people sort of tell you are the barriers to entry so to speak yeah wow yeah i've not heard it like that because it's always here's the formal prayer in and out um similar to you with the library mine absolutely was like that but it was a sphere. It was a circle. And so I was kind of like, it was lined with books, but it was a circle. And they said, so that is so that it can infinitely expand, um, mm -hmm. right. As an infinite circle. And the way that the book 
came to me was they said it's it's basically like an energy light. So like you just connect that light to that book and then it, the information comes out. But yeah, I mean, we all have our own experiences, but that was just kind of kickstarting and then I haven't been in in a while. So I'm curious yeah, to continue know, to explore. I will actually argue that it's different for everybody. That just makes me so, it super underlines the fact that you're a starseed because that would be how you would connect through a string of light, right? It's exactly how your body would transmit information. And so it makes sense. But, you know, even one of my students, she was, she ended up connecting to, um, with a, with a new client of hers, you know, she, ended up connecting to the person she was working on um, their Akashic records and what it looked like for them was a, a series of cabins in the wood and each door that you walked through was a different life so that was different right wow so it can be different for each person it can also sort of depend on the trajectory that their soul has had and where their lives have taken them right so if they have kind of existed in many realms many different realms you know their version of the records might look different based on the entry point that that realm has if that makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah it does and i think it just gives everybody permission to try right try to connect to your spirit guides try to connect if it's the akashic records but that it can look different for everybody and i know um there's a lot of people who you know, they have this expectation of this is what it should feel like or sound like or look like to connect to your light team or your spirit guides. And it's not the same for everybody. And so sometimes people can get so like, this is how it's supposed to be. And I want it to happen this way. And why isn't it working for me? When in reality, it can look different for everybody. There's no one way. Yeah. And, and, you know, the best way that I can describe this is, you know, especially when people are starting out and trying to connect to their intuition, remember that it almost is never going to look the same for you as it is going to look for someone else, because spirit is always going to offer the symbol, the message, the, you know, the, the thing in in front of you that's going to most clarify the message they're trying to give you. So I always give this example when I'm working with my students. Um, I always say, do not get hung up on the colors that you're seeing because just because one person sees blue and the other person sees green doesn't mean that one of you is wrong it means that the meaning behind those colors is different for each of you and so if we're you know if if blue for me means calm but blue for somebody else means sad then we're not both going to see blue right? We're going to see the color that means calm to both of us. And so that might be green for somebody else, right? Yeah. And so, you know, that this is sort of where, you know, you kind of start to develop your own vocabulary or dictionary around the symbols that come your way. Yeah. And then you have to start to kind of recognize them and kind of go, okay, when I see this image, right, that's what this means for me. But if somebody else sees that image, it might mean something totally different. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Oh, and so I would love to hear, like, I know you just worked with a group of women and like helping them connect to their intuition, their, their spirit team. And I mean, was there anything that you saw or any themes throughout that process of working together that really stood out to you where there was a big impact or somebody really just like became awakened or moved through something or saw something and expanded in a certain way? I'd love to hear yeah. Oh, I, I, I've run this program so many times and this was like the most powerful group I've ever had, um, which is so beautiful. And I would say that in doing this program over and over again, the one thing that never ceases to amaze me is how quickly everybody's intuition turns on by week two, we are all receiving messages and channeling for each other. 
I mean, it's that quick that in the span of one week, that's it. And that's because it's already there. It's already within you. Um, and so it's just a matter of learning to trust it. And when you're in that beautiful container, right, and you have people confirming for you that what you're seeing is, you know, validated and makes sense in their life, I mean, it just turns it on that much quicker. So that for sure never ceases to amaze me is how quickly the transformation happens. Um, but I would say in this particular group, I, I was floored at sort of this this beautiful awareness of what can happen when you let go and allow spirit to speak through you as opposed to interpreting. And so this was happening for a lot of the students this time around of sort of this feeling of, and and you maybe have seen this with, um you know, uh, Esther Hicks, right? Where she kind of looks like she goes offline and the spirit starts talking and comes through. And, you know, some people might say it looks creepy, but I think it's the most beautiful, magical thing I've ever seen. And we really kind of leaned into that a lot because these students were so open that it was like, I'm not even in the room anymore. I'm just going to let spirit talk. And the magic that comes through, I feel like sometimes we we would watch each other and go, I feel like I was just sitting there talking to God, <laughs> right? Like it's so powerful. And so just the presence that comes through is amazing. And so for me, that was the biggest wow moment for sure. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's such a testament to leaning into support. And I actually did a reel about this recently because I think a lot of people, you know, it's like, they're seeing this content online, but they're like, so you just, people spend money to like invest in themselves and like hire a coach or hire a mentor or something. Right. We're so conditioned to spend a ton of money on university or certificates, right. Or personal trainers, right. All these things, but it's so foreign for people to think like they could invest money in just in a program or somebody that's actually going to help engage their soul, reconnect to their purpose. They're in, like these more spiritual practices or just finding yourself again. And I think that's such a good testament to say like, Jessica, when people are curious and they kind of are connected to their intuition, they feel like there's something calling them. And within a week of going into the program, not only learning from you, but the collective energy of everyone, like how quickly that stuff can happen and change, which I think is just so beautiful. It's so magical and so amazing. And also just, you know, such a testament to how powerful you really are and don't realize you already are, right? And it sometimes takes the being in that container to have that reflected back to you, right? Mm -hmm. Which is so beautiful. And I would always say, you know, for most things, whether it's a coaching program, or an intuitive development program or anything like that. First of all, I highly recommend the leaps and bounds that even I have made by participating in programs like that. You know, it's like, I, I always tell myself, and, you know, especially when there's a financial investment involved, you know, when you're hesitating and, and I'm debating with my husband, do I do it or not? You know, I always say, do I think I could get there on my own? Probably eventually. Do I think I will get there 10 times faster if I'm in this container? 100%. And so to me, it's sort of like, if I'm willing to speed up the process, then the time is, you know, the money is worth the time that it's going to save me. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. And speaking of kind of connecting and channeling, I would love to connect today with our guides or angels or anybody that wants to come through. I've been really curious, like collectively, I keep hearing about moving into the Aquarian age. And I think there's a lot of, um, like there's no consensus on when we're entering that age, but it just feels like 
there's a big shift. And those are thousands and thousands of years long ages. And so I get this sense that like a lot of what we're going to experience is about to change. And not that that's going to happen tomorrow, but as we move into a new age or if we're in the beginning of that, like what paradigms are going to shift? So I'd love to connect and just learn a little bit more about this shift and even what is coming in for 2024 for everybody. Yeah, for sure. And I, I would say I, as much as I love the topic, I, it cannot come from me. We definitely have to channel it because I don't I don't claim to know much about astrology or the different terminology that comes through, but we can definitely channel the energy of sort of what's coming through. And I, like I said, I'll let the guides speak for themselves. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds great. Let's yeah. do it. Okay. So it's so interesting because the last time that I did this for a podcast, actually, um, I had three angels come through who sort of spoke for the collective. And this time I see only one of those three angels, um, but it's not the one who I had spoken to last time. So before it was sort of a blonde one and two brunettes standing behind. And I only spoke to the sort of the blonde one in the front. This time, though, there's this brunette with this beautiful wavy brown hair and it's just gorgeous hair. And she comes alone, um, which is interesting, but she is in fact an angel. So, you know, just as you would imagine an angel would look like, right? Sort of glowing white robes and the big white wings and this beautiful, just like blinding white aura all around her. Um, and she comes in with just like this beautiful kind of exhilarating energy, I want to say, wow. almost as if, you know, it's the feeling you would get if you were running freely through a open field kind of a feeling. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there's really a refreshing energy to her. Um, and so she's here and she's happy to connect. Um, I guess, I guess I'll ask you, what is it that we want to ask her specifically for today? Oh, well, she sounds so incredible. So I'm so grateful to connect with her. I think, you know, what I'd love to start with is I mentioned the Aquarian age, and I don't think anybody truly agrees on when that starts, but I know that it's over 10,000 years between switching of ages, and we are either in the beginning or moving into that. So I'd love to know, are we moving into a new age on Earth, and what major transitions are in store for that transition in ages? That's mm, a good question. Let's see what she has to say. I'm actually going to allow her to speak through me if that's okay. It's just yeah. easier than me constantly translating. So okay. I'm just going to let her, her talk. We need to ref reframe this hold up or hang up with timelines. It is not that we are stepping into a new age um, in a timeline so much as we are stepping into a new realm or new dimension. Some people will be stepping into this dimension sooner than others. And it is a collective upgrade in the sense that the portal is open. You are invited to step into it in, if and when you are ready or choose to do so. And others may choose to remain here on the earth plane or stay behind. All of us will still remain in our physical bodies, but others, most, some of us will step into a new level of awareness, a new dimension or realm of understanding. 
When we speak of the Aquarian age, we speak of a consciousness that we are choosing to plug into. There is no specific timeline for when this happens as it does not happen to everyone all at once. It is simply a timeline for when the portal is open and all are invited in. This has already happened. Whoever chooses to step into the Aquarian age or the Aquarian consciousness is allowed to do so and they simply have to set the intention and step in. Those who feel that they are still waiting do not have to wait but can simply set the intention to step into this collective consciousness. Those who are afraid or choose to remain behind do not have to join and may still live peacefully on the earth plane. Wow. Oh my goodness. So is that, is that like the 3D, 4D, 5D, like the different dimensions that of consciousness then that you just, you up level into? It's what it sounds like. I'm, I'm going to yeah. ask her, I'm going to let her talk. She's, she's chuckling. <laughs> she says, you humans always need a, a, a label or a name for something. <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny um she says in a sense yes but it, it doesn't the label doesn't encapsulate it well there's almost words that there are words that don't quite describe it in the way that it, it can be experienced um I'm just gonna let her explain a little further hold on When we talk about up-leveling from 3D to 4D to 5D, that is simply your ability to step into or open a door that you can choose to walk through. When we talk about those dimensions, we can switch between those multiple times within one day. You can be in the 3D in the morning and then do a beautiful meditation and be sitting in the 5D later in the day. She says, when we speak about the Aquarian age, it's rather something that you step into and remain in, which is a full on awareness or consciousness that you know who you truly are, that you are connected to the highest being, that you are the, of the highest being, right? You are one, you are one with source. And when you step into that consciousness, the awareness of that does not leave you as it does when you experience the 3D versus the 5D. This is a fluctuating experience as you go through your day and the mindsets that you find yourself in. Wow, that resonates so much. <laughs> That's wow. cool. <laughs> that is really cool because I think it just it like takes some of the pressure off to know that once you feel like you can connect, that maybe not in all moments you are. Sometimes you are very 3D, right? And just yeah. to know that every day throughout your day that it's really about your ability to step into those different levels, but that once you're there, it's not that you're there all the time. <gasps> yeah. It's sort of oh. like this feeling of, you, you know, it exists. You can choose to walk through that door whenever you want to. Right. But Oh, I love that. You always know it's there, I guess. Yes. Saying. <laughs> wow. Okay. That is, that is profound. And I also that. I think just gives so much, um, like, less judgment and just so much permission to know that you can flow in and out of that, especially for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. It gives you, it gives you some space to kind of go, you're not going to yeah. feel like sort of Yogi sitting on the mountaintop all day long. And that doesn't mean that you didn't connect. Yeah. Right? Oh, amazing. Yeah, Thank that. you. Thank you. <laughs>
I'd love to also connect a little bit more regarding like masculine energy and feminine energy, but more in the way of the current 3D state of earth feels very masculine. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I, I feel like there's this major focus of like stepping more into the feminine. And I'm curious, I guess, how we can do that or bring that more feminine energy to earth. And by doing that, what is impacted? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what she has to say. So again, she she almost gets annoyed at us trying to label things, which is so funny. Um, I'm going to see what, I'm just going to let her talk. Um, there is something to be said about the what represents masculine versus feminine and I would rather and when she says I she means her sorry I just didn't say that she says I would rather that we speak about the means of giving versus receiving because those are the two energies that we're needing to that we're needing to embody differently as opposed to male versus female or masculine versus feminine she said these are these are sort of um Sorry. These are sort of, uh, she says, uh, like hot topics at the moment, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and so um, she says she doesn't want to get into whether we all embody masculinity or femininity, and what the physical sense of that could mean, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so she says, but what we do, what we do need to focus on is how much our world is focused on pushing and achieving and giving and putting things out there that are not aligned with who each individual is. There is an importance to receive your downloads and only step into the place of action when the when you have received the next right action step when you have received the aligned version that is that is resonant and true for you and so the process is rather not whether you sit in giving or receiving at any point in time as a collective right there it, it's too much to sit in either of them for too long what's more important is the process and the process is what the collective has backwards. Right now, everybody seems to believe that the more they push, the more they give, the more they put into the world, then the more they will receive. And she says it actually is quite the opposite. What's important is to sit in the place of receiving first. It is important to sit and connect with your higher self, connect with your spirit guides, connect with your true beings, and ask to receive what is in alignment for you, ask to receive all of the things that are belonging to your birthright and the purpose in which you are here. Only then do you begin to give, only then do you begin to take action because you have received it from a divine source of the actions that are meant to be taken. When we do it the other way around, we are flying blindly. And this is where um, mishaps happen, she mm. says. <laughs> wow, yeah. Interesting. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I love that she's like, don't talk about it, feminine, masculine, right? It's more mm -hmm. about 
receiving is the feminine, right? And kind mm. of that doing is the masculine. Yeah. I I think because I, well, I, I feel like I've always been more of a doer. So my word this year was receive. So I have been mm. working on that. Yeah. Um, but I do think in part that if we frame it that way, there are things in the way that we operate on earth that drive us to that. And like, we're afraid to get away from it. So whether it's, you know, capitalism or the way that you work in corporate America, or even I think about education, because my daughter is in first grade and like, literally she doesn't even have time to eat her lunch. Like everything is go, 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 do, do, do. And she was at a winter camp and she came home every day and was so proud. Mom, I, I got to eat my lunch. And so I keep thinking, and that's how I think where I was leaning with the feminine and masculine is like, how do we get to a place where our systems move into more of this receiving energy and it's not, we're not pushing people in a, you can't not go to school really, right? That's difficult. So mm. I'm really curious to, to dig into that a little bit more in how that giving and receiving can actually impact our systems that we operate in on earth right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's a great question. I, I would love to see what she has to say. So she says, we cannot change the collective and the systems in which the collective operates unless we each look at the individual and look within. If every individual were to sit in a place of receiving first before taking action, then the whole system would be dismantled to, be, to begin with. She says, all we can do at this point is focus on the inward and on your on the self. And although it seems selfish in some ways, remember that we are all one and we are all connected. And when your energy moves from a place of giving or pushing to a place of receiving before you move into action, then everybody else who sits in your energy field feels the ripple effect of that. They too get to experience the beautiful presence of the beings that you download and the insights that you download when you step into this action place first. No longer do you have a feeling of needing to do quite as many things as opposed to the one action step that is simply aligned. The rest tends to fall away. In terms of the systems that are currently existing on the earth plane, these are all preconceived structures that are seemingly necessary. Most of them are not necessary for ways of being. They are simply stories that have been told are necessary for survive, survival, when in fact, none of them are. She's wow. getting a little spirit. She's getting a little spiritual here, but she says, God is your provider. And so I apologize if there's a religious doctrine to that. I don't think that's what she means. Um, but she does, th those are her words. So I'm going to let her speak. But she says, God is your provider. Um, and if you sit and ask to receive from him, her, or the that consciousness from the universe first, and then ask, what is the one easy step you can take? to allow that to come through, to open your arms, to open the container, to let it come through, then, you know, everything else is unnecessary. And so there's no point in doing without a plan. You have to ask to receive the plan first. Wow. Oh my God. I love that. That is amazing. <laughs> 
Oh, it can make you feel like, I just feel this in my, I'm like, that just makes me feel so much more safe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I heard this on a podcast earlier this week where she said, um, she was like this manifestation girl and she said, God is my bank account, right? Not my employer, not my, you know, anything else. Like that's where my money's coming from. And right, and when we really kind of adopt that mindset and kind of really believe that it's coming and that, you know, universe has got my back at all times, I simply have to ask how right? Or what I need to do to make that happen. Mm. I mean, it's all supported. It's all infinite. It's yeah. just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she simplified it by saying too, it's like, ask and just ask, what is the one thing you could do? Mm-hmm. What one action can you take based on what you want to receive? Yeah. It, it makes it sound so easy, which I love. And that's probably the point. <laughs> I think so. I think it's almost like we tend to get tripped up in sort of like, what are all of the ways that I can make something happen to get what I desire? And there are a million ways that we can get to the same outcome, but maybe it's not the way that's sort of going to be most aligned for me. So instead we can step aside and ask and say, what's the one next step that's Mm -hmm. right for me. And then all the other strategies are unnecessary because they're not for you. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And how we cannot change these large systems. Like it's probably a long process. And so the power of the individual, yeah, because we are all one, the power of the individual of, of actually impacting change or influencing people. Wow. It's really beautiful. And there, there, I mean, it really, I love that she underlined that, right? We really are all one. And so your energy, as your energy shifts, so does everybody's around you. And Mm -hmm. that is how you make the biggest change. And I love that. I do too. I do too. (laughs) Okay. Well, I get the feeling she's not going to like this next question either because it's putting (laughs) kind of these these words or um, we're looking for specifics, but Mm -hmm. I'll ask and then it sounds like it feels like she's got something to bring, like that she wants to come in with too. So, yeah. uh, but I would love to ask this last question is just, we are now in 2024, which I mean, maybe we're in every year in the past, present and future now, but as a human, we look at this as kind of a new beginning and a year to, you know, have goals or manifestations or change or reach our goals or dreams. So I'm just curious if there's anything for the collective in 2024 that we're going to see that is maybe going to change the vibration of humanity this year or anything will feel collectively that's a change. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. Okay. She says, remember that the portal is open. And what I mean by this is that it has been opened into the quote unquote Aquarian age, as you call it, which means that you have access to the full awareness of the infinite being that you are. And so as you try or or work towards manifesting your desires and your dreams, recognize that we all are in a place now where we can choose to adopt the complete knowledge and awareness that this happens to us easily and gracefully. 
This is a place where when you finally choose to fully adopt this portal, this, this acceptance to step in and through this portal, the blocks that we start to feel are in our way tend to disintegrate because we know that we are abundant, infinite, beautiful, full beings. And in, with that knowledge, if we desire it, it manifests quickly and rapidly. This is the place or the time where you no longer feel a need to work through your blocks, to work through those limiting beliefs, all of the preconceived notions that are stopping you from making it happen. All you have to do is simply set the desire in motion, ask for it to come, and then adopt the complete understanding and knowing that you are a full, complete, abundant, abundant being with the power to manifest anything you want instantaneously. And when you have that full knowledge and you step through that portal with that full awareness, there are no blocks that's, that, bring, that come forward to stop it from happening. It simply manifests simply by you expressing the desire to have it as it does appear in both the spiritual and angelic realms. When you recognize that you too are a spirit, you too are an angel, everything manifests simply with your focus and intention. It does not have to take long. And this is the year for the collective where those who choose to step through the portal can step into that desire immediately and receive it. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be an amazing year. Wow. It sounds like things happen fast this year. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't stepped into that space of truly knowing you are connected, that you are an infinite being, that spirit or God or consciousness is the one supporting you. Like now is the time. <gasps> yeah, now's wow. the time. And it's almost like once you fully step into that knowledge, it just all comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's so wild too, because that um, that came to me over the holiday. I ended up doing a reel, you know, as they do, it's downloads and they come through you. And yeah. the last sentence I put in there was like, the portal is open. It's like time mm -hmm. to step in. So, and so often when I do that, it's, I think like you said, it's channeling. So it comes through you. And so I get to go back and read it and actually be inspired because it's not me that said yeah. it, you know? Oh, yeah. so it just, 100%. yes. Oh, okay. I know. It's so beautiful to kind of, even I will go back and listen to these podcasts because I'm like, I don't even know what I said. Right. What came through? And it's so impactful right. and powerful. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it's definitely so beautiful. But yeah, that was the first thing she said was the portal is open. So portal step is into open. it. It seems wow. like from what she said at first, though, it's up to you whether you step through the door. And that's that's the choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, so I would I would love to just open it up to her. I know that some of the constructs and the way that I've been asking questions, she's like, let's change the way we look at this. But I get the feeling that maybe she has a message for humanity or the collective, and it has nothing to do with ages or years. <laughs> it's truly just, I think, a deep message that she wants to share and why she's stepping forward today. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's ask her. Let's see if there's just anything that she wants to share. So I'll let her come through. <sighs> she says, first of all, thank you for letting me speak and giving me the platform to do so, which is so cute. Um, the biggest thing I need to remind everybody is that they too are infinite beings. I, as an angel, are no different than you. You are simply playing on a different field. Remember that you came to earth to play, that you came here to experience the true and pure joy that comes from only knowing the opposition of that. You cannot know what is without experiencing what is not. And this is really, truly the point of being there on the earth plane. You get to experience all of the highs and the lows to the biggest extremes. And that is the beauty of why you are playing on the earth plane. You understand that you are a true infinite soul by knowing and recognizing when you are not feeling like one. This is why you always have the choice to step in and out of the 3D, the 4D, the 5D, whatever you choose to call it. It because you cannot experience the true bliss uh, of one if you have not settled into the other first. So recognize that all are allowed, all are available, and all are meant to be there. You cannot experience one without the other. It is the beautiful polarity of the earth plane, its reason for existing, and your reason for choosing to come down to it in the first place. Embrace the lows, knowing that they allow you to experience the joy of the high that much stronger and more deeply. And recognize that when you do step through this portal, that you do step into your infinite knowing and your infinite being and the infinite abundance that has always been available to you, you treasure it that much more because you've experienced the opposite. Treasure where you are right now. Know that it is simply an experience that needs to happen in order for you to recognize the opposite when you step into it. You do not know if you have stepped through a door if the two sides were exactly the same. You have to have the low in order to step into the high. Let this year be the year that you step into the high. <laughs> oh. I'm literally crying. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It like the visions from that. It's, it's a reminder that you are here to play and enjoy. And so many people get so caught up in their daily life and like kind of grumpy or disgruntled or not living in a high vibration or not in gratitude. And it's just such a reminder that like you're infinite and you're here to experience and play like have fun. Yeah, it's so amazing. And I think it also gives you that permission slip, sort of like there's there's nothing wrong if you're not feeling that all the time, right? Yeah. That you have to have the one to, to understand the other. And I really love that it kind of gives you that, I, I guess, sort of reassurance that you're not wrong in either state. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. The love. polarity is so yeah. important. And yeah, we, I mean, when we're going through something that feels difficult, it's one hand, it's an opportunity for us to know what that feels like so that we can work towards getting at the other end of that, right? Mm -hmm. But I think the the tougher moments allow us to expand. Mm 
And if expanding from her point of view truly means like remembering that you're infinite and remembering that you can connect to the different dimensions, sometimes in those lower moments, maybe you seek that and you find it and it brings you to the other side of the pole. I think that's so beautiful. I think 100% it's almost like if you didn't have that low, you wouldn't know to seek the opposite, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it would never push you forward, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. Yeah. And when things are good, like remember to play and have fun. I think we take ourselves too seriously and, yeah. you know, not play in the literal term, but like if you want to do something or you're thinking about doing something like, and you're feeling called to it, just do it. Yeah. It's why yeah. you're here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> wow. That message was so beautiful. And I'm so glad that we just let her step forward because yeah, that was incredible. Thank you for doing that. It's not often that I just sort of open up and without a question and let the guide just speak. And it's a reminder for me to do that more often as well. Yeah. So just sort of say, what, what do we need to know? Tell us what do you want to share? So yeah. thank you for that opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Well, she has been incredible. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we got to connect to her energy and her messages. Unless there's nothing else to share. Yeah, can... I think maybe we'll we'll take a moment together to offer her our gratitude. So okay. um, if it's okay, maybe we'll just um, close our eyes together and just take this moment to thank this beautiful angel for coming through and offering such beautiful messages for both of us and for the collective. We have been so profoundly moved by your messages. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll just take a deep breath together to let her go. Deep breath in. And release. So beautiful. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I am definitely going to have to listen to this back in that last message, just like... Ooh. It hit a. Eh? I was tearing up. Like that hit home. <laughs> that hit home. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jessica, you are just the most beautiful soul, and I feel so <sighs> blessed that you are willing to spend time with me in conversation. Thank you so much, and yeah. I know that you, through your work, are making such an impact. And it's just so incredible. And who knows, maybe I'll be joining one of those programs in the future. Um, but speaking of programs, you know, I'd love to hear really just how people can connect with you, what you offer today. I am just, people need to come into your world ASAP. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. So first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on and offering me that opportunity to have that channeling session just now, because, you know, it's set aside time for me where I get to connect with the divine. And so thank you so much for creating this space for both us and the listeners. And so thank you so much. And um, yeah, in terms of my offerings, um, I actually, I have a lot going on. Um, and so I'd love to share with your listeners. Um, first and foremost, if you're sort of in a similar place to Kristen, where you feel like you are, you know, you know, you're, you're intuitive, you've been connecting a little bit on your own. Maybe you feel like you're just ready to sort of up-level that in a 
big way. Maybe you feel like this is your purpose. This is something you're supposed to be using to help others. Um, I am launching my 12-week program, the Intuitive Power Mastery uh, class, and that starts uh, the first week of February. So it's coming soon. Um, and this is one where it's really for, it's not necessarily for the beginner. It's definitely for someone who's already dabbled in sort of the world of meditation, the world of connecting to their intuition. And you know that you're here to do something more with it. This is where we not only refine your skills, um, we definitely up-level them in a big way, but then we also work towards figuring out how it is that you're supposed to use your unique gifts to serve others. And we work on creating a business around that. So, you know, you're going to walk in with sort of, you know, or walk out not only with the skill and the complete knowing that you can do it, but also a client base, <laughs> which is really nice and, and people who are actually seeking out your help and you're starting to serve. So it's my favorite program. I've run it a few times already and it's just Oh, the transformation is so impactful and so magical. So the Intuitive Power Mastery class that's coming up first week of February. For those of you who feel like I want to connect, right, but I'm not, I, I feel a little bit more like a beginner. Um, I am so excited that I just created a mini course that I just recently launched and it's called the intuition activation mini course and so this is for those who kind of think i i would love to connect to my guides i would love to start receiving intuitive downloads i have no idea where to start i have no idea how this is the course for you it's a quick easy course it doesn't take very long to get through but i can guarantee you you will walk away or walk out of it with ability to receive clear specific messages from your guides and it's sort of these meditations and exercises it's a toolbox that you can use over and over again anytime you want to start receiving those messages you can kind of tune into the exercises tune into the meditations and get those answers as you need them and it's sort of like your training wheels to start to connect so oh, I'm really that. excited for that and I'm offering a 10% off discount for your listeners using the code evolving mama if you want to try out that mini course. Um, and then of course, if you would like to have a session with me, you just want me to do the channeling for you. <laughs> I'm always happy to do that. And so um, the same discount applies Evolving Mama um, for 10% off. If you just want to do a one-on-one -on -one session with me, I'd be happy to meet you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope people take advantage of that. And you know, it's so amazing that you're offering both ends of the spectrum. We talked about polarity today, right? Which is that entry point of just like, I don't know what this is or how to do it at all, but I am feeling called to connect all the way to like up-leveling and expanding skills that you know that are there, but really stepping into that. So that is so incredible that you're serving everybody in that spectrum. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, for me, if there was one message I could spread to the whole world, it's that you are intuitive. You were born with it. Just let me show you or remind you that it's there. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for oh spending time with us and sharing all of your wisdom and all of the channeled wisdom and all of your offerings to the world. You are truly an inspiration of somebody stepping into their purpose and path and making an impact. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're so beautiful. And I will receive that compliment with gratitude. So thank you so much. And it's really been such a pleasure. I, I always enjoy getting to connect with a uh, sister Sarcine. So <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope that you got something incredible out of that conversation with Jessica Rachel. I know I did. And ah. Uh, 
her connection to spirit and her abilities are just so beautiful. If you really enjoyed that conversation and feeling a connection to Jessica Rachel, she's actually shared a discount code for my listeners, which is super generous. So there are a couple different paths as she talks about, but if you would like a reading with her, a one-on-one session for 90 minutes where she channels with you, you can go ahead and use code EVOLVINGMAMA for 10% off. And then in addition, if you are somebody that is very early in the stages of exploring your intuition or connection and you have no idea or maybe you're just not really sure if what you're doing is fruitful, she has a mini course to kind of get your foot in the door to open that initial door into this world where you can begin to explore who you are, your soul, your spirit, your higher self, and really begin to connect to the team that is there to support you. As always, if you are up for leaving a rating and review, it is an incredible way to support the podcast at no cost and allow not only me to hear and see your feedback, but for more people to reach this podcast and this episode. That is just how the algorithm works, people. So the more ratings and reviews we get, the more we get to naturally grow. So thank you so much for listening, and I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. Have a beautiful day or night wherever and whenever you are listening.